You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Reviewski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty, and this week I'm delighted to be joined by two people who used to be bitter rivals vying for one boy's attention but now they're best friends forever. One was an old-school floppy cowboy. The other is a fearless space ranger. Who's out of this world? But who's who? Who's who? Please welcome Rory and Justine to studio. I am a space cowboy. Space cowboy, that's yeah. sorted. Hello, floppy cowboy yeah, that Rory. Doesn't, that doesn't, make, doesn't leave a great option for me. No. And who was, who was the, the boy word? That was Andy. All right. Mm. Do you have a robe on your shoe? I should have. have. We actually do have a very special guest this week. It's Asif Kapadia. He's coming up later. But we have another special guest. (gasps) Look, it's Little Buzz. Oh, Little Buzz. We're getting our buzz on on the show this week. Buzz, buzz, Um, buzz. Again, no Zoom feature. No. So Use your imagination. If if you would stick your hand hand into that shot over there and just, yeah. High tech. That will definitely be in focus. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Thanks very much. We'll just anytime, leave him sitting anytime. back here. Cutting edge photography there. there. Yeah, there CGI, go. guys. Yeah. Unbelievable <laughs> graphics. We'll fix it in post. Um, yes, you're all very welcome to the show. We do have a brilliant show lined up for you. As I said, we have Asif Kapadia, um, the director of Diego Maradona, brand new documentary. He's coming up later. We've got reviews of Toy Story 4, mm-hmm. Brightburn, mm. and Child's Play, all really kid-friendly films this week. And we're taking a look at a brand new big trailer. Uh, we've got a big question coming up. And if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, please tweet us at Biggerviewski and get in touch on the Joe Instagram. And also subscribe. Do you want to beg people, give them a reason like why we should subscribe? Well, because we're good people. Shirts like and this. Shirts like that. Daily, uh, weekly, uh, different shirts. Yeah. <laughs> we change our clothes every week for yeah. the show. Yeah. That's a promise. Uh, it really doesn't get much better than that. That's, that's, the, the, that's the most I can offer. Yeah, that's all mm-hmm. we got. Okay, I take it. Um, it is time for this week's big question uh, on the show. And this week's big question is, why don't we have more clothes? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's over to Justine Stafford. What do you got? Yes, so this week... Can I just say, sorry, it's great to have you over here. I am on the, on the cool back. side of the studio. For so long, we've been separated because of that rivalry that Owen mm, spoke mm-hmm, of, mm. you know? And True. here we are back together. Yeah. The dynamic we put, duo. We put that boy behind us. This is and it. And now we're just best as. You can't have R without B. Or in B, you can't have B1 without B2. You I'm, know? I'm what? not. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> banana one and banana two. B one, B two. Oh, banana coming down the stairs. Yeah, B one, B two. R and B, R and B music. So, yeah. uh, Kim and Kanye. You know, like. What's the big question again? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Why have we been separated for so long? I'm the so big sorry. question this week. Uh, I'm teeing it in with the release of Toy Story Four this nice. week. I want to know mm. what your favorite Toy Story Four character is. Okay. And why? Okay, so okay. I have a theory about this. I do too. Oh, okay. You well, you first. no, you no, you go first. No, well, you. mine is that you pick a character that you kind of feel you relate to, or that oh. resembles oh, you oh, in God. a way, or that you want to be like. I think that's, that's, that's going to create quite an insight into <laughs> the person <laughs> the who I pick. Oh God, little people. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, What's your my, theory? My theory is because. Rory has seen Toy Story 4. I have. Lovely. Myself and Justine have not yet seen it. Right. But there's somebody um, who appears in Toy Story 4, just in little snippets that we've seen so far in okay. teaser trailers and stuff, mm-hmm. who looks like they might steal 
every show they ever go to. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, but I guess we'll, we'll we'll find out what the crack is. There. I guess we will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Justine, who did you go for? So I went for character that I feel I relate to. I don't know. I went for Slinky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mm-hmm. wanted to show him in his best scene. Just Slinky being Slinky, the backbone of this group of toys, because without him, Woody Buzz would never have been saved off the back of the lorry here. Mm. You know, he and ironically, he doesn't have a backbone. I was going to say, I was going to go. He has quite a backbone. He's oh. all backbone. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's just the gift that keeps on giving. I remember getting a physical Slinky toy as a kid, and like I had other, like I had the Woody and Buzz toys. They didn't do anything. Slinky gave <laughs> hours of fun. Buzz is right here, but like right what here. Can, can don't I hurt his feelings. On, on like a regular Slinky, you can't throw him down the stairs. Because you, you just kind of land on his head. You're not allowed no, you to can't do, do that, of course. But like me and my brother would grab both ends and then one of us would inevitably let go. Sure. And many's an eye injury was obtained. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> I love that your favourite toy involves lots of childhood injuries. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was your brother who got injured. Who won those slinky battles more? Well, it was 50-50, really. Because, okay. you know, then you had a damaged eye and you're like, I can't really I can't see, really see what's off. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But I really think that Slinky is a great character out all of the films because he always comes in handy. He's always there. He's got their back mm-hmm. when he doesn't have one himself. And... Uh, yeah, or too much say. back himself, yeah. <laughs> whichever one we're going for. Yeah. So this is a little clip of him yeah. proving his worth for classes. Okay. To good sp- dog, such a good dog. He's a Wood good pet. Boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look out! Wait, hold on to my tail. I think that there shows Slinky being yeah. his very good Useful boy self. self. Yeah. Like he is a good dog. Good dog. Deserves a biscuit. Yeah. Uh, I have cheated a little bit. Okay. Because I have actually chosen a character from Toy Story 4. Oh, oh but we well don't know that. what's going on. Yeah. Well, I wonder, does it fit into my theory, though? Oh. Mm. Well, it, it, it... Which I never if specified. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But like, mm, I'm not sure if it's into your theory. Because I went okay. with Duke Kaboom, who's voiced by Keanu Reeves. This is the character? Yeah. He is hilarious. He's a oh French version of Evil Knievel. Um, he, he's like an absolute hero, but like he also, he speaks a little bit of French as well. Because like he's French-Canadian. He's yeah. yeah. So he like, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen Reeves actually be funny before. We know he can... Do action really well and do with a stoic like drama stuff, I guess, kind of decently. And John Wick the shit out of people. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Revenge dogs, revenge for Slinky. <laughs> for Slinky. Yes. Who shot um, my Slinky? <laughs> but he's really, really like he's really, really funny in in this. And the character itself of Duke Boom is fantastic. Like he, he, there's there's a lot of brilliant new supporting characters in Toy Story Four, uh, which. I'll get to when we're reviewing it later on, but he is a standout. It's hilarious. That's brilliant. And like, because obviously this was the character I was talking about that they've put in little teasers and he is so funny in those moments. And then the clip Mm. went viral of Keanu Reeves recording his lines for 
kaboom, Duke kaboom, like just like, and he's so Keanu Reeves, and he yeah. looks like a big goofy kid doing it. He's having the best yeah. year. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. Like between the release of John Wick Three Parallelogram, uh, <laughs> just been really sound to loads he's of people. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think the bigger he's kind of come a uh, become a Keanu Reeves appreciation. Yeah. Society, which is fine, and there's there's um, there's now a huge petition online on like Change.org to have him named Times Person of the, the Year 2019. Yeah. Oh, class! Which I'm signing fully in, fully right in support of. I really hope he deserves it. Yeah, he no, he great guy. Does. Does. Good for him. Um, so Duke Kaboom, yeah. uh, quality character. So another reason to look forward to Toy Story Four as well, mm -hmm. which is Happy Days. Um, have we got a little snippet of it? Oh, we do. Yeah, this is the kind of. This is the ad for the toy, uh, and I guess some of the character that the toy is based on, but not a huge amount of actual Duke Kaboom's character in the film. So, here you go. Kaboom! New from Maple Leaf Toys. Who's the Canuck with all the luck? Now you can bring home Duke Kaboom! Who's the most spectacular daredevil Canada has ever Are you kidding? It's a commercial. It's not real. I can't jump that far. Oh, yeah. Huh, yes. Huh? He's posing. I have a question. Well, actually, not just one. I have all of them. I have all the questions. Kaboom. The kaboom is back. That's a good line. It's <laughs> a great line. The kaboom is back. Um, yeah, no, I think I love that man already. Fair. Fair. His yeah. facial hair is phenomenal. It's like it's handlebar moustache as well. fantastic example of... Why you shouldn't grow a handlebar moustache? I think not you specifically. <laughs> me, but like, <laughs> but like humankind. Guys, just let me. Okay. Just think before every show, just has a if clean shave. If we ever go back shape. to pure audio, <laughs> yeah. you can do whatever you like. But as long as it's a video medium, fine. Um, what about I feel you, like Anne? mine is um, kind of. I'm worried about Justine's theory of like it kind of reflects <laughs> who you are. Um, what do you, you do love driving on motorbikes. I've been known to just break into French for absolutely no reason. And I think and you I would have, have a good. <laughs> I think you would have a good handlebar moustache as well. Yeah. yeah um, so mine is from Toy Story Three, okay. in the play home that the yes. the toys moved to. Uh, okay. And it is Barbie's right hand man. It's Ken, okay. voiced by Michael Keaton. Um, so I think this yeah. is he was kind of the Duke Kaboom of Toy Story 3, mm. where it was like an additional male doll character that kind of just came out of nowhere, took everybody by surprise, he had a couple of little extra teasers and featurettes himself, and just stole every single scene that he was in, because he was living his dream house, uh, living his dream life. Look at them hot, oh, look at them hot pants. He's phenomenal, Damn. but still that scene when he does the the fashion show, show. Oh. and the modeling, and he's going through all his different outfits. And then whenever Barbie, you know, if you've seen Toy Story 3, um, she kind of tricks him into showing off his outfits, but the, th the whole thing is just it's a beautiful love story because they're literally made for each other as well. Um, but uh, there's a little clip here uh, of the first time Barbie and Ken lock eyes and meet each other, and Lotso introduces him to the rest of the toys. Uh, so, this is my hero, Ken. Life idol. <laughs> Life idol. <laughs> I love so much. Where are you hissing that boy? Ken, new toys! Far out! Down in the drift, Lotso. So, who's ready for Ken's dream tour? Let's show our new friends where they'll be staying. Ah, uh, folks, if you want to step right this way. Ooh, dream weaver, I'll be 
Barbie, have we ever met? Uh -uh. I would have remembered. <laughs> Love your leg warmers. Nice ascot. Bond can. Recess don't last forever. Right on, Lotso. This way, everybody. <laughs> You got a lot to look forward to, folks. The little ones love new toys. What a nice bear. And he smells like strawberries. Oh. Folks, if I can share, here at Sunnyside, we've got, well, just about anything a toy could ask for. Think you're getting old? Ah. Well, stop your worrying. Our repair spa will keep you stuffed, puffed, and lightly buffed. <laughs> and this, well, this is where I live. It's Ken's dream house. It has a disco, it's got a dune buggy whole room just for trying on clothes. You have everything. Everything except someone to share it with. <gasps> There's an amazing part in that clip when they do, he's in the middle of talking and he's like, welcome everybody and I'll be showing you around. And then he just stops when he catches Barbie's eye and uh, that track kicks in. It's like, Dreamweaver or something, Dreamweaver, and it goes in mm. slow motion and all fuzzy around the pair of them as they just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's perfectly done. Um, and when I was looking for clips of Ken as well, it turns out Pixar did some additional oh, uh, little like video features just with him. Oh. And there's an amazing one where they interview him in his house and it's just called Grooving with Ken. And it's, he's wearing like a massive like lapel mic. Good. <laughs> and it's Aww. so funny. But they're gradually making him realize that Barbie is way more important than him. And he's never noticed this before. <laughs> just the realization. But he's just he's expertly voiced by, similar like to, I presume, Keanu Reeves with Duke Kaboom. Um, uh, it's, Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Who I think around that time was having his little career resurgence as well. Of course, with like Birdman and stuff as well. So, mm. um, yeah, but no, three iconic... Um, Toy Story characters, all absolute legends, and I'm glad like nobody went for like obviously I, but like Woody is incredible, Buzz mm -hmm. is amazing, Rex, they're all fantastic, and they all have their moments. But uh, yeah, yeah. not three cracking characters. Yeah, sweet, happy days, good work, everybody. Yeah, proud of us. <laughs> yeah. Wholesome so fun. proud of us. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to the full review of Toy Story Four coming up later on the show. Now though, it's time for the big trailer, and from one iconic animation to another. Justine. Beautiful segue, because that's Thank exactly you very much. it. We've really been working on our segues. All day. Notes. So yeah, because of keeping with animated childhood feel-good films, um, this week's trailer I've decided to go with Frozen 2. So Frozen came out in 2013, which is crazy that it is that long ago. Mm. So this is the sequel to the film. Yeah, I'd, I know, I'd like right? to, I'd like a smash cut to someone's <laughs> look of shock. What? what? No. 2013. I actually remember, for some weird reason, I remember the release date was 6th of December. I don't know why I remember that, but it just was. I remember that. That Christmas in nightclubs, they had like a techno. Yeah, let it go. Sure. Let, let I remember techno. that. I, me I remember the fairy. I remember well. that too. It was, <laughs> it was odd. Yeah, it was a time. But uh, so yeah, this is following on from the first film, and it follows the journey of Elsa and Anna and Sven traveling outside his kingdom to try and discover how exactly Elsa obtained her powers. Mm. So. This is the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You've also been working on segways. I nice. sure have. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> Watch it. Elsa, the past is not what it seems. You must.
must find the truth. Go north across the enchanted lands and into the unknown. But be careful. We have always feared Elsa's powers were too much for this world. must hope they are enough I won't let anything happen to her so the big question is I think it's the question we've all we're yeah. all asking yeah can they top that banger of let go. Is it possible? Um, well, to even get near it would be a ch- like an achievement. So they're obviously going to make a bucket load of cash off oh, this. Yeah. Fair. Um, were you fans of Frozen first time around? Yes. When I watched it the first time in the cinema, I was like, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then I think I watched it again at home like with younger relatives about a year later and I was like, oh, this is actually a lot better yeah, than I gave it credit for. Yeah. Um, Every track, though. I mean, I, I know every track. I would lip say, like, I've just listened to that CD too many times. I think CD. we should do a bonus feature mm. of... How old are you? Just in my car, okay? <laughs> no car, guys. Of Justine, a bonus feature of Justine doing the entire uh, soundtrack to Frozen. Just lip syncing it, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. audio. Audio lip syncing. <laughs> that would work. And uh, oh, I think that's just called Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, so with that coming out... Uh, I'm hoping because obviously you said Sven is back Anna's back Elsa's back mm. Olaf's, Olaf's there as well yeah. uh, whatever the reindeer's called I can't remember what his name was blah 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 Rudolph Rudolph <laughs> let's go with that um, but the scene I absolutely love the scene in the first one where they have your man's like big summer blowout oh, and they go in and yes. they're getting like in his little shop if he and I remember because I went to see it uh, on my own <laughs> sitting <laughs> up the back of the cinema um, watching Frozen whenever it came out and I could not stop laughing at his voice. And like parents, like with their children, like turning around and looking, at who's making that noise up the back? So I hope that something similar happens yes. this time around. Definitely. This one, like the trailer looks a bit, I don't want to say darker, but mm. darker. Darker. Let's go with darker. Yeah. yeah. It looks like the Emperor Strikes Back of Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably are planning on making a whole bucket load of them. It's those little hints, like whenever you see the title and it's all been ice and everything, but then they've got all the leaves and the wind blowing around, so it's like, who else has got the magic? Is it Anna then as well, mm. who can control like some of the other elements of nature, or is there another character who's going to pop up as well? Oh. Yeah, well, it's out the 22nd of November. So I guess that's cinemas, when we'll find out. Which is also my best friend Megan's birthday, which, I don't know if you remember, we went to the cinema together. Uh, that's, that was the, <laughs> the most awkward cinema trip you've conceived. ever had. So hopefully we'll go for a birthday, and it'll be... A far better experience. A far better family-friendly experience at Frozen 2. Okay. A big happy birthday in advance to Megan. And to the people beside you, don't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So Frozen 2, out in cinemas this November. um, Another one to look forward to. And again, because that's different from Pixar, because Mm. obviously it's Disney Animation Studios Mm. who are looking after that one. So just Disney, own everything. Fair play. (laughs) All done. Got the money. Yeah, so... One thing Disney don't don't know is Diego Maradona. Does that work? 
Not really. I mean, <laughs> we don't actually know that for certain either. It's actually, so that's true. Yeah. So uh, last week we had the full review of the brand new documentary from Asif Kapadia, Diego Maradona. Paul absolutely loved it. Um, Maradona obviously is a footballing genius, but has... <laughs> I thought you were going to say Maradona loved it too. <laughs> Maradona <laughs> loved it. Well, actually, you hear uh, in uh, Asif Kapadia's answers about... Unfortunately, well, spoiler alert, he hasn't yeah, actually had yeah. a chance to show... Maradona the film but I presume Maradona is watching the bigger view ski we've recommended it and he will be rushing to his nearest Argentinian omniplex to go see that film um, but yes yeah, so we had the director in for a b -b -b bonus feature uh, which you can watch and listen to up online um, but we've picked out a couple of wee snippets from it and one of the things that the director was talking about and you would know him from his work on uh, Senna and Amy, about Amy Winehouse, Ayrton Senna, um, two absolute icons in their own right, um, in their own right, and two brilliant documentaries. And Justine, do you want to say that he had something to do with? He was involved in producing Supersonic, a uh, documentary about Oasis. Okay, that's the bigger whiskey drinking game every time Justine mentions <laughs> Supersonic, everybody's going to be the death me. <laughs> <laughs> Supersonic. Uh, so, yes, so um, one of the points that Paul brought up with him that he was chatting about is that Diego Maradona does seem to have this dual kind of, not personality, but two sides to his character where Diego is this lovely mommy's boy, where mm. he's lovely and friendly, a family man, all of that. Whereas Maradona is this absolute wild child that kind of gets off the rails with drugs and women and the mafia and, you know, just your standard vices. Sure. Um, so uh, Paul, when he was chatting to him, was interested to find out which version of the man did Asif Kapadia actually meet. Was it Diego or was it Maradona? I fear it's the latter. I think he's almost become like, you know, the cliche of himself sometimes. Mm. You know, he will do the thing... Because everyone expects him to do that, he will do that. And no, I'm, I, I don't know if he's really sat there and looked back at his life and mm. thought, you know, maybe I should calm it down and, you know, sit down and open a pub in Ireland. And, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't look like he's going to do that. You know, that's not him. That'd be weird uh, if he uh, did do that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be mad. There's a movie. You could get him on here. He's a big film fan, I have to say. Um, I was hoping to do it at some point by showing him the film. You know, sitting down and showing him a cut of film, just the two of us watching it on his TV in his living room and pausing it when necessary and talking about stuff. Mm. Because I, I had one final interview left. Yeah. I, was, I was told I had nine hours worth of interviews, three sets of three hour interviews. And I saved one up because my intention was to make the film, show it to him. He might not like certain things. I'm like, well, you tell me what happened. There'll be other moments of him in Naples where he may have forgotten. <laughs> and just seeing it again and seeing his kids when they're real, literally when they're born and when they're babies. He's off on a plane next day. Yeah, yeah playing against Milan and scoring, you know, two days later. So I was hoping that would be the point where he might look back at his life and just go, wow, one, I was great, wasn't I? I did some <laughs> amazing things, but maybe I made a few mistakes along the way. But, you know, typically with Diego Maradona, it doesn't, things don't go to plan. So I haven't been able to get him to lock down in order to show him the movie. So he hasn't seen it. Rory, everybody knows, everybody out there knows that you're a sportsing <sighs> fanatic. Genius, fanatic, all of these things. Yes, sports prodigy. Um, how excited are you by the Diego Maradona documentary? Hugely. <laughs> uh, no, because, all right, uh, I think we said this last week that the, the quality of a documentary is shown in, in whether you've no interest in the subject matter but still really enjoy the documentary anyway. Like, uh, I had no interest really in Senna 
and the documentary is great. I think it is problematic, but it's still a great documentary. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Amy, fantastic artist, uh, and that documentary was fantastic. Uh, and off the back of Paul's review, like this does seem like something that would be genuinely interesting to watch, even to someone like me who knows everything about Diego Maradona mm -hmm. already. So of course, of course, well, you're there's always into, more to learn. You're big into the mafia, anyway. Okay, I have to get blink twice. Uh, <laughs> blink twice. Roy, are you okay? I come back home with an actual handlebar mustache, <laughs> brand new name. Um, so yes, like obviously uh, those two brilliant documentaries that Asif Kapadia has made previously, uh, we were interested, and Paul was interested to find out what is it about the appeal of the the type of person that he wants to focus. Like basically a couple of years of his own life mm. on finding out about somebody else's life. And I know we were speculating that um, who he might look to next. He's mm. a massive Liverpool fan. It would be unbelievable if he Klopp. did if he did a Jurgen Klopp one as well. Um, or again, one about Rory and his Mafia dark days, which you can't talk about. We're in the middle yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whenever you go into witness protection, maybe Asif Kapadia can make it. Yeah, we can make it one of those like... You can change my voice, and I'm all uh, like, I'm. But you're still out. wearing that zebra shirt because that's the. Oh yeah, it's fashion. It's, it's his name. That's <laughs> it's the zebra. That's his nickname. That's what got yeah. me killed. Yeah. I refuse to take the shirt off. Um, in the meantime, while we wait for that film to come out, um, this is Paul chatting to uh, Mr. Capadia, yeah, about the appeal of the type of person. You know, why does he focus on these particular characters? These characters are movie stars. Senna's a movie star. He should be on the biggest screen available. Amy as well. I want that to be seen by an audience. I want these to be collective experiences. And Maradona's massive. So I want to be able to go to Naples. I want to go to Buenos Aires. I want to be able to watch it in Ireland, all over the world, where football is loved, where he is known. But with an audience, there's something about that collective experience that I think is really interesting and important. And the best way to make it cinematic, for me, my style of working is to always start with the visuals. Mm. Tell the story with pictures, because that's what cinema is. Then when necessary, you can hear a voice. But the voice doesn't lead. The voice is there accentuating and explaining and giving a context. And that's just my style. Other people do it really well. Other people are in their own films. You know, they're the person recording mm. the sound on camera and they're going on a personal journey. The way I've kind of fallen into these documentaries is, even though they are personal and my fingerprint's all over them, I try to take myself out of the movie. I want Ayrton Senna to narrate his life story. I want Amy Winehouse to tell her story. And if she can't tell it, then her lyrics will tell it. And in this case, I want Diego versus Maradona to kind of explain the story to you and not for it to be, you know, a talking head of, you know, yeah. some great footballer now saying, I love Diego Maradona. He was fantastic. I remember when he scored that goal against England. You're like, who cares? Yeah. I'm not interested in that. That's not my style of filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. So Diego Maradona is out in cinemas right now. Uh, so do go check it out your local Omniplex. Also go and check out Paul's interview with Asif Kapadi, the director. The director, I can say that. Of the the Oscar-winning director. Oscar-winning yeah. director, of course. He was, he was in these one of these seats. He yeah. sat in one of those oh. two chairs. Yeah. Can you feel it's it? Oscar Still winning. there? That's oh. an Oscar-winning butt groove you're in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Laurie, Justine, why don't you two check out those butt grooves? Oscar-winning uh, butt grooves. Yeah. <laughs> Justine had a valid question about your upcoming documentary. Yeah, like I really think you should have saved it for mm. next week's big question. But yeah. I'll answer it now. Would, yeah. You... Rather, 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 I don't like this. Go for it. Would you rather have your documentary called Rory or Cashin? <sighs> well, that would imply that Rory Cashin is my real name. Whereas the film yeah. would discover that it's not. 
I love okay, that uh, okay. in the same way that it's Diego versus Maradona. There's always been two sides <laughs> to Rory and Cash in it. Yeah. Which one did we know? Yeah. That's what I want to find out. Exactly. You'll have to wait till 2021 <laughs> for the documentary to come out. And the film comes out. Uh, worth waiting for. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that's been worth waiting for is Toy Story 4. It's here. It's in cinemas Can this we week. Can we discuss these segments, <laughs> please? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot. We've been like, okay. So whenever they announce Toy Story 4, uh, a lot of people... I mean, obviously you're excited about it, but at the same sure. time you're like, why Scared. wreck with, mm -hmm. the, you know, why try and ruin perfection? Not that they're trying to ruin it, but mm -hmm. like Toy Story 1, 2 and 3 are often held up as like the perfect trilogy mm -hmm. or one of the perfect trilogies. Um, so why would you why would you add more to it? Yeah, leave well enough alone. Well, just because yeah. you money. know, yeah, we'll make money. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, but one of the, uh, I think once the first teaser was released and the first trailer, it's kind of everyone, I think, we have a, we'll take a look at the trailer here now, but there's a part of this that just <laughs> makes me well up and break down every mm. single time. And it's just such a beautiful line from uh, Woody. And do you know what Woody's, oh, learned two facts about Woody this week. Spun but um, I know it did. Focus, here's the clip of Toy Story 4. Ah! <laughs> Woody, aren't we going to Bonnie? What would Woody do, Buzz? What would Woody do? Jump out of a moving vehicle. Let's go! Yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go. If you should ever leave me. You know, you've handled this lost toy life better than I could. Open your eyes, Woody. There's plenty of kids out there. Sometimes change can be good. You can't teach this old toy new tricks. You'd be surprised. Bonnie? We're going home for you. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. So I promised you two Toy Story facts about Woody. <laughs> you sure did. Yeah. And I'm gonna deliver those because I always deliver on a promise. Why is he threatening me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> so the first thing is, did you know, like, okay, so who's the voice of Woody? Tim. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. <laughs> Wait, she just said Tim. Tim, Tim Hanks. <laughs> Tim Hanks. Um, let's try that one again. Who is the voice of Woody? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yes. Yeah, did got... you know that? That's the thing I learned this week. That's not the thing I learned this week. Did you know... <laughs> That Tom Hanks's brother, Jim Hanks, does loads of the Woody voice work for everything bar the films. So all the computer games, ads and stuff like that. They what? sound so alike as brothers that Jim Hanks, so you weren't far off with Tim, uh, mm. does all the voices. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Oh, God, what? people weren't as impressed with that as I was expecting. The second thing is, do you know what Woody's surname is? No, Woody... His name is Sheriff Woody Pride. Pride? Yeah. Okay. Did you know that? No. No. Told you I'd deliver on that promise. That, that is a surprise. It's I didn't know Woody it was Pride. Pride. Woody, Woody Pride. Pride. Woody Pride. <laughs> Woody Pride <laughs> is the sheriff's name. That's great. I feel like I should <laughs> the office stare into the camera. And just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Do the gym stare. Do the gym stare. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> or Tim's there. Jim and Tim, Tim they're back yeah. again. Um, so anyway, Toy Story 4 facts. Those are two facts. Great facts. 
Thanks. Yeah. Have you a third fact about how good or bad Toy Story is for? Uh, <clears throat> I I do. It is, it is the darkest of the four. Oh my! It is. It has the single funniest joke of the four films. <gasps> um, but it is also the most unnecessary. Huh. I don't think there's anything in in four where it's like. Oh, I'm really glad they made this for this reason. Okay. Uh, there's nothing in this that like comes close to the emotional level of the furnace scene from oh the third one. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should all hold hands. Still not ready. We talk about to that. Talk about it's it. still like a bit PTSD <clears throat> for me. My sorry, just as a side, my brother got so angry watching that, like angry, emotional. And just started screaming. This is a mo- this is manipulative like filmmaking because yeah. it was making him so upset. But like he absolutely loves it. But yeah. it was just it was like wow. Because you reach that point in that scene, and you're like, oh, hang on, they're not. What? what? Why are they not stopping going <laughs> oh, into the furnace? Hang yeah. On. Yeah. yeah, like it's that's how good three is. Yeah. Is that like you? You're almost convinced they're like, this is how they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a regular Pixar Disney film. You're like, well. They're definitely going to get out of it. There's no risk here. Mm. There is a sense of like pure jeopardy. <clears throat> Whereas with this one, it's 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 quite funny and there's a lot to enjoy in it. Um, all nearly all the highlights come from the supporting characters. Keanu Reeves is fantastic as Duke Boom, as we mentioned earlier. Tony Hale, who you might know from Arrested Development and oh, yeah. Veep, <clears throat> he plays a new character called Forky, who uh, the new young girl. Um, creates because she's not allowed to bring her toys to school so she creates Forky of trash uh, and then he becomes sentient and refers to himself constantly as trash he's like I'm trash yeah. and I need to go in the bin and he keeps trying to throw himself away oh. for the entire <laughs> okay. film and Woody's like no you can't throw yourself away because you're the only thing that's making our our little girl happy so he keeps trying to save him and bring him back I'm going to cry again oh, oh god here we go uh, so it's it's uh, it's like a really funny setup where there's this one Character who like is just constantly trying to like off himself and <laughs> and Tom is like not Tom Woody's like no 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 you can't because happiness this way uh, so it's actually almost That's it's cool. almost a, a pairing of just Woody and Forky oh right okay. uh, in the center and then the other characters are secondary like Buzz has a much much more supporting role than normal um, sorry pal <clears throat> hello there. <laughs> Oh. That's um, why he was free to come today. He's not, yeah. doing, not doing any of the press or anything. No, like, he's, not, you know, in, he's like, not in five. I'm or free whatever. for the big review scheme. <laughs> uh, and then you have Kim Peel voicing uh, two fuzzy characters mm. who are uh, eternally sewn to each other, like the hands are sewn together, so they can't escape each other. But they are the source of that single funniest uh, joke. Brilliant. Good. So when you see it, you'll know it, and you'll think like, that's very funny. And then it actually just continues on. Um, yeah, there's it's a, there's a lot to enjoy. It's really really funny. It's not the kind of Monsters University Finding Dory level of not it wasn't laziness, but it was just like hmm. yeah. Um, but it's not incredible. It's too good. Okay, either it's it's in between there. Well, I just think because Toy Story is Pixar's calling card, like the yeah. first release from that studio, and like so, it, I mean obviously they're very uh, protective of all their. Uh, their brands within that anyway and all theirs. Cars. No, but again, the whole thing behind Cars was that it was John Lasseter's baby because he grew up with, uh, I think it's like his dad was a mechanic. He loved the cars and they were like, that was always going to happen. Cars, Cars 3. Was, mm. cars three. Remember, was there a Cars 3 yeah, as well? Was. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
But Toy Story, because it is so precious and it is so perfect. It was the first as well. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah but. Um, I do think the character Forky, though, adds a very, like, interesting. You know, like you're saying, it doesn't reach the same level of. It, is, it does seem darker, like yeah. that whole concept. Yeah, yeah. And it's. I it's, can relate. It's you know? weird. It's, yeah. it's a weird Toy Story film. Yeah. Which I. You know, I'm totally down with. But the thing is, that's what I want to say earlier. When it comes to the Pixar stuff, I feel like I'm about to, I feel like I'm in a uh, a meeting and I have to like announce mm. something. A Toy Story, I just, it's not my, it doesn't come near my oh, faves of the God. Pixar stuff. Oh, here we okay. go. Oh. No, like I, Wally Inside Out would be up His there. His name's Woody. <laughs> yeah, okay. Woody Wally, <laughs> Wally and Inside Out, but Toy Story, not so much. I thought, I always found Toy Story 2 saccharin. Okay. No, it's, I, I was there. I, okay. Obviously, I know okay. it's good, okay. but it just wasn't mm. for me. It wouldn't. It wouldn't rank See, up. I feel like the old character Forky brings it similar in a sense to Inside Out, like discussing emotions and things. Yeah, kind of thing more. That's yeah. why I like that aspect actually. Yeah, but it, he is a small part of something that is still kind of Woody's story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's like, like I said, if you, if you, if you love the first three and you think the Toy Story films are the the pinnacle or the gem of, you know, the Pixar of crown. Pixar, then you'd yeah. be like, great, more of that. But for me, I was like, oh, there's just more of that. Okay, it's just adding to that one. Because obviously you're a massive Incredibles fan mm. as well, uh, mm. which we've discussed before in the show. And yeah, like Inside Out, I think is one of the, like just in terms of all films, like every, not just animated, it is just perfection and just, again, breaks me every single time. Yeah. I know that's easy to do. Yeah. But this especially mm. got me as well. But um, no, I can't wait to see this film, especially after the high of Toy Story 3 and how that ended and how it was beautifully ended with the perfect kind of handover yeah. Um, from Andy to the younger generation and mm. how that was all handled but um, no it's good um, I didn't realise that you hated Toy Story but that's good to know Rory okay yeah. well you knew <laughs> I hated kids so this it was is fair true. to assume yeah. that's a small yeah. jump okay. for me that's, that's fair uh, enough I, like are you like massive like would you be like Toy Story is the best stuff Toy Story done? I absolutely uh, I, I remember absolutely loving it whenever mm. uh, I did see it and I actually watched it uh, on DVD there about say about three, four weeks ago again, just kind of getting rid of this. And again, a lot of it looks quite dated now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And some of the stuff, I remember whenever one of the trailers for Toy Story 4 came out, um, one of the big reactions, actually from an Irish guy who's a fan of the show. Hi. Um, they actually... <laughs> Sean? Uh, but tweeted about how amazing the the cat oh, yeah. looked yeah. Uh, compared to Scud the dog from the original Toy Story film and like the difference is just incredible uh, as well but um, no I do uh, will always have a soft spot for Toy Story yeah. it was yeah. the first film I saw in cinema so I have that memory uh, and Rory, we, and we Rory can't saw, take I know, that I know yeah. you were going to say a Dumbo joke no I wasn't going to say a Dumbo joke I was just saying you can't take that away from, no. from Justine her happy but I get memories. if the mafia yes, isn't cool with Toy Story you know it's cool you know alright <laughs> so while Justine and Rory fight it out over there uh, in their Oscar winning bum grooves um, yes what's up next oh yes one of the other big releases this week has children in it but not so child friendly potentially uh, it's Brightburn which is produced by James Gunn um, who is the brain behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Volume 2 and he's back for Volume 3 as well um, after being away for a little while hmm. um, but yes so this, this handshake is, said a lot Mm. That says after <laughs> yeah. So um, Brightburn essentially Superman gone bad. 
If uh, Superman was bad. If Mike Myers had Superman powers, yes. <laughs> if Mike Myers, okay. Not, Austin not Powers? Austin Powers. <laughs> the other one. The Halloween guy. Gotcha. Um, so here's a little look at Brightburn. Mom, who am I? You are a gift. We believe that you came here for a reason. I know it's been difficult for you lately, that you feel different from other kids. Just the floor, Brian! <laughs> you are different. Caitlin, get my hand up. He's a creep. Help him up. What are you doing? I want him in handcuffs and I want him gone. Do you even know who his real mother is? I'm his real mother. Let's go. Maybe there is something wrong with Brandon. I will never turn against our son. He's not our son! Little look at Brightburn there. Uh, before we go on to Roy's review of it, let's do a proper shout out to Sean. Yes. It was Sean. Sean Connolly. How Sean are you doing? Connolly. Thanks for watching and listening and for going viral as well. Mm -hmm. So he sure did. Those graphic comparisons. Sean Connery? Connolly. 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 Not the Not Sean. James Bond. I got pretty excited no. there. I thought it was the accent. Sorry, Sean Connolly. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice if it was Sean Connery. It was. Okay. Famous Russian actor for <laughs> Sean Connolly. <laughs> I love that lad. Nostrovia. Um, so, Rory, Brightburn. Uh, yeah, Brightburn, as you said, was produced by James Gunn. I think it was, I think it's written by his cousin and his brother and a director by somebody else. So it's like a whole, a whole gun family the thing. The gun show. Okay, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. I enjoy that. Wow, that was great. Yeah, good Thanks for you. Guys. I'm gonna, hang on. I haven't yes. done this all episode. Give that Do a you just yes? <laughs> Thank you so. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. That's it for this week's video. Okay. <laughs> and forever. Uh, yeah, it's um, Elizabeth Banks, who we love anyway, because she's fantastic and everything. Um, her and her husband find a crashed alien ship, and inside is a newborn baby, and previous to that, the two of them are having trouble. Uh having a child, so they just take it and say, oh, we adopted, but they're kind of like sketchy about the details. And then when the young is, I think about 12, uh, he gets triggered by by the spaceship kind of reawakening and it then kind of triggers his own supernatural abilities, uh, which is essentially everything Superman can do. So it's flying, laser eyes, super strength, can't get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> And because, well, because, let's say, because he was bullied in school, he isn't, just flips and he's like, ah, I've got to kill everyone I've ever met, whoever Revenge. looked at me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's up to, I guess, his mom and dad to be like, what do we do with this <laughs> with our problem child, child. Mm -hmm. th that yeah. we have? So, yeah, it's a bit like Superman meets, I guess, the omen. Cool. Um mm -hmm. Fantastic setup. The idea is great. Um, it has been done really well in comics. There was a fantastic comic that I, I, I think I mentioned on the show before, where instead of Superman landing in kind of middle America, he actually lands in Russia. And what it would mean for world power if Superman was a communist and owned by the Russians, which is a very interesting story. And I think cinema should still tell that story. In this one, it's, uh, it's a fantastic setup, but it's like they don't quite know what to do with it once it once once 
once it's all kind of revealed of who of his actual intentions, um, he goes from just a, a nice but creepy child to a full-on homicidal psychopath in about 90 seconds. So you have to kind of like make that jump with the film, otherwise you're like, whoa, what? Like kids, you, man. You cannot go to the bathroom during those 90 seconds because <laughs> yeah. you go back and be like, oh, everyone's, no, everyone's dead. <laughs> um, the kid is really good. The creepy kid, he actually is really good. Elizabeth Banks is great in this. Um, yeah, it's just, it was, again, it's a really good setup. And then for the second half, it's just kind of, it just kind of becomes a, a by the numbers uh, jump scare horror film set around one house. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. Gunn, he, like, he obviously has done uh, superhero stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy and he's doing the new Suicide Squad. Uh, suicide Squad. Suicide Again. Squad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he did, was it Slither? Yes. Um, which had Elizabeth Banks in it and it was a horror comedy and it was set in the woods and it was all like a, an original idea and you think those two would mesh together since he is like the brainchild for everything but uh, yeah they, they don't quite stick right. the landing okay. for the second half of the film what's interesting is as well you were mentioning how Brightburn is Brightburn is that the name of the kid? The that's town, the name of the town that they're in right okay you can see it's on his t-shirt and all their t-shirts oh, there oh right right okay um, yeah I, I thought initially as well oh and his name I can't remember it now but it's his initials are BB right so okay. I, I wonder then if he just kind of adopts that name as his own evil okay. superhero name the uh, yeah, the thing you were saying there about how he has all of Superman's powers, the super strength, uh, the laser eyes, the mm. flying skills, can't get hurt. Mm. Um, also, one thing this guy has that Superman doesn't have, amazing drawing ability, really good at drawing in creepy child notebooks as well. Yeah. So that's nice. That's a plus. Yeah, mm. for a yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not a giveaway that your child is <laughs> a massive problem. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is also quite violent. Just in case you're thinking you might get away with it, just it being a jump scary one. There are a number of deaths in this that I've seen other press members have to turn away from. Oh, okay. Uh, They're not so. as hard as nails like you. Yeah, I was like, more, more gore. <laughs> Give it to uh, me. Yeah, so prep yourself for that. Some of them are quite gory. Okay, I'm liking the sound of it. It's not, it's not the worst. It's just after a fantastic setup, setup it doesn't pay off as well as it okay, should have. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so Brightburn, it's uh, in cinemas right now, actually. Right, right this, now, this right very this second. second. Depends where you're watching this. Go! But, yeah, go. <laughs> Leave! Um, and last but not least, our final big release this week. Again, it's like, is this all like counter-programming for, you know, whenever cinemas sometimes put on, or studios release films that are the opposite of the film that's going to do really well. So obviously Toy Story 4 is going to do really well this week. Uh, and then the opposite of that is obviously Brightburn. But also a remake of Child's Play yep. is hitting cinemas this week, which again... Um, deals with an Andy. Oh, there is an Andy. Deals with course. toys oh coming to life when you're not paying attention. Dun, dun, dun. So it is Toy Story. It's That's, exactly yeah. the same as Toy but Story. But it's the... Brightboard version of Toy okay. Story, which is how you get Child's Play. Let's take a look at the Brightburn version of Toy Story, which is Child's Play. Yep, that's it. You got it? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Andy, if you know something, you better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. Buddy can connect to and control all of your camera Chucky is a toy. He could be anywhere. Welcome to Castle and Car. Stop him! 
Hi, Dandy. Yeah, the voice of Mark Hamill there being unbelievably creepy. Good yeah. night, Andy. Mm. Um, like, this looks like more good crack to me as opposed to being overly scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you seen any of the like the, the original Charles Play movies? No, I remember seeing bits of like what I presume was probably like the original one, mm-hmm. uh, and then just being too scared to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Me, as a child, yeah, like it went the way of uh, it went the way of like Freddy Krueger, where it was like a violent comedy. Okay, uh, but by the sequels, but like the, the original one, that it was so it was actually super dark. It was it was a serial killer who had been shot by the police, and he uses voodoo to put his soul into a doll. Uh, and then the mom buys the doll for their for their kid, and she's a single mom, and she leaves the kid alone with the doll, and the doll like starts killing people, but everyone thinks that it was actually the unfler, because like why would it be a doll? Duh. Of course. Uh, and there's there was like a dark comedic side to like this cute doll swearing, like effing blind in every scene, <laughs> and threatening to p- kill people with like claw hammers, but like then following through on it and it being very violent and kind of scary. Um, and then there was the sequels where it was like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky and it just became like a, a horror comedy show. Yeah, that's not like Toy Story at all. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's different at all, all right? Of course, yeah. the first three Chaz Play films are considered the perfect trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And then it just went off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I was kind of on board with the idea of the reboot this one. There's no, um, there's no voodoo, there's no serial killer. It starts off with a, it starts off in a, Vietnamese um, in, uh, industry line. What's, what am I thinking of? Factory? Yeah. Like a conveyor belt to the factory? Yeah. And okay. there's, like a, there's one worker there and he is like being bullied by his boss. So he turns off all the safety features on this one particular buddy doll. Okay. Uh, which is essentially like a walking, talking Alexa oh. that you have in your house. So you connects to everything that's electronic. Um, and in this version of the world, like Alexa can run your car, Alexa can uh, change the heating in your house and put whatever you want on the television, blah, blah, blah. So he turns all, all the safety features off and then through a series of coincidences, this young fella ends up with this particular buddy doll, voiced by Mark Hamill, who gets very attached to the to the young boy <clears throat> and then overly protective and anyone who does or says anything wrong to him uh, they meet a violent end until the uncle is like, actually, this isn't safe for me either. I'm going to have to just kind of scoot you away and then uh-huh. he takes that personally oh, no. and turns on him and his friends and his mother who's played by Audrey Plaza, you know, from Parks and Rec. Yep. Yeah. And then the neighbour is, is it Brian Tyree Henry. He was in Get Out and he's in uh, Atlanta as well. Right, okay. Um. So yeah, so it's, it's more of a, it's like, it's like Skynet. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Kind of, but yeah, like there's okay. one doll who can control everything. Like there's a single line is like, this is how this is how the end of the world starts. There's like people being able to control everything and this one doll being sentient about it. Um, yeah, the, the problem is, the problem is it, it doesn't commit to being a horror and it doesn't commit to being a horror comedy. It keeps trying to fall back mm. and forth between the two of them. It's, again, very violent, <laughs> like 
there was one scene in particular where even I was like, oh, that's uh, that's that's a, that's even a lot. Even you had to look away. I didn't look away. All right, but no, I was, I was no, still, no, I, no, I, no. I had to see. Never gonna look away. What happened? But I, even I was like, oh, damn! Like that was particularly violent. Uh, Mark Hamill's having a blast as yeah. the voice of Chucky because we know he can do a very great voice work on it because he did mm-hmm. the Joker for all those years. Of course. Um, and it is, as you said, like it is actually sometimes a bit of fun. Um, but horror fans, I think, will be disappointed because it's not scary at all. Okay. Another film fact for you. <coughs> Mark Hamill, as well as the Joker and Joker, also did the voice of Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars films. What? Yep, I know. My goodness. Dubbed it afterwards. Phenomenal. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, so, something for everyone this week. Uh, family friendly, fair, with Toy Story 4 is there. Yes. And then if you dislike kids as much as Rory does. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you then, should. <laughs> you've got uh, Brightburn and Child's Play there. Yeah, yeah, just sort of. kids in peril. Can't beat it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so they're all out in cinemas this week, so go and check them out. Now no, it's time for our competition. And as ever, we've got some Omniplex tickets to give away. And we have last week's high clue. Mm-hmm. And I want to say a big congratulations to Mr. John Cahill, who got last week. Now, I said last week's one was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculously easy. Some people actually said this is one of the easiest ones yet. There's no need to rub it in, all right? Just get the right answer and just leave it at that, all right? Yeah, can you not be happy that there's the chance to win tickets at this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for entering. Yeah, thanks um, So, uh, yes, please, last, week's one, <laughs> last week's one was Talented Cleaner, Fruity Pub Chats, Wicked Smart, Genie Plus Genius. And the answer, of course, which everybody in the world got correct, was... Drum roll. Goodwill Hunting. Oh. Um, which you guys obviously got as well. I sure like did. them uh, apples. John, John loved them. That was, wow, those Boston accents really need a lot of work. Um, Thank you. But John Cahill had a great answer because uh, instead of saying the name of the film, he just did another question. He was like, your move, Chief, which is from the iconic moment between Robin Williams and Matt Damon uh, whenever they're sitting on the bench. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so the explanation, the solution to that one was Talented Cleaner. Matt Damon uh, mm-hmm. plays a janitor. He's cleaning uh, the, the kind of the halls of the, of the university. He's talented because he's obviously a genius. And he's also uh, plays the talented Mr. Ripley. So it was clues to Matt Damon there. Fruity Pub Chats, Wicked Smart. Wicked Smart is... Um, from the scene in the pub, mm-hmm. uh, whenever Matt Damon shows up, the kind of the Harvard jock who's trying to impress Mini Driver, and the scene ends uh, after Matt Damon completely decimates him. Uh, I think it's Casey Affleck is like, "My boy's wicked smart." Mm-hmm. What was that about? Our Boston accent. <laughs> that yeah. Boston accent was amazing. Bad and uh, fruity pub chat because they're in the pub, they're having a chat, and it's fruity because they're flirting with each other and. Uh, how do you like M apples? Is in there Wait, as well. Wait, you, you consider fruity to be flirting? Fruity's kind of ooh, it's a little bit fruity. <laughs> no, do you not do that? <laughs> what? Do you not like if you're having like a fruity chat with somebody? It's a little bit flirty, a little bit fruity. Yeah, exactly. No, maybe you're just missing out in some fruity pub chats. <laughs> and the final line. <laughs> no, 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 no. Genie. Plus genius. We'll come back to Fruity in a week. Say so. Genie was Robin Williams. Fruity. <laughs> what does Fruity mean then? Whenever you're like, nothing. It just means something. Nothing. It's it's fruity fruity. Like you're a bit kooky. Like a bit. Oh, yeah, kooky, quirky. flirty. No, that's <laughs> just got that one. No, Fruity. Aye, Fruity's kind of like. Ooh, it's a little bit Fruity. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that for me is. 
Why convincing us? What? <laughs> that's it's so a little big. bit fruity. I know you're, you're just saying it's a thing. Yourself. Right, let us know. Is, ooh, that's a little bit fruity. I think ooh, that's a little bit fruity. <laughs> that's a little bit fruity. That's not a word for flirting, though. Oh. Yeah, but if your conversation, oh, it's a little bit fruity. I can't go. I can't think of anything else. Just keep saying it. <laughs> the uh, final line. Genie plus genius. Look, I've slavered all over my fucking card now. My card's got all fruity. Um, Genie is Robin Ooh, Williams. It's a little bit fruity. Um, Robin Williams plus genius because Matt Damon is a genius and plus because it's maths related as well. And that was last week's Matt. high clue. Mm-hmm. Matt. He's a math genius. Oh, brilliant. Oh, he's a math elite. Um, so, John Cahill. Ah, uh, congratulations on those tickets we get to Magic. Yeah, John, if you could let us know <laughs> yeah, where the word fruity flirting was applied. I clue this week. I just want uh, the answer to that. So question. this this week's high clue: <laughs> pens and syllable counters at the ready. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I think this week's one is even easier than last oh, week's wow. one. Oh wow! Okay. The two they're so easy these days. Here we go. Innocent kingpin. Dangerous mind confesses. Acrobatic mouse. Innocent Kingpin, Dangerous Mind Confesses, Acrobatic Mouse. Justine? Checks out five, seven, five. Woo! Thank God for that. Any yeah. inclinations initially? Well, no, the first thing that comes to mind is, ooh, it's a little bit free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good times. There's nothing fruity about this one. Um, but yeah, so Innocent Kingman, Dangerous Mind Confesses, Acrobatic Mice. Uh, that is this week's high clue. Uh, we'll stick it up on Joe. We'll stick it up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It'll be there and you can enter that competition and be with the chance of winning those Omniplex tickets. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover. No. <laughs> um, coming up on next week's episode of The Big Review Ski, we are going to have a oh, review yeah. of... Oh. Yesterday, which is film you're massively excited about, yeah, Justine. Yeah, and which Roy tried to predict the ending to. Mm. Oh, that's right. So we'll have to see if that checks we'll out. The reveal. Um, uh, so that's Sorry. obviously the story about uh, the guy who the, gets his yeah. his head hits his head, and then he becomes uh, basically the Beatles don't exist. Yeah. Of course, for anybody who doesn't know the Beatles, they're the band. No, wait, no, what? Ah, oh, <laughs> I've lost. No, I've What's lost it. No, <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, no, I've messed it up. Well, was it was written down? No, it wasn't even written down. I was, was just going to say... Stick to the cards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's a little bit free. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks to Paul and Fiona on sound and on Facebook as well. Thanks to Justine. And yeah, you've, you have a lot of editing to do this week. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Less, next week's show will be less fruity. More fruity? I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm okay. excited to find I out. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks for watching. For more um, fruit-based fun, subscribe. See ya. <laughs>